You want to lie? Go ahead. You want to manipulate the court? Go ahead. You don't know whether you're walking into one of our L-shaped ambushes or not. Because when a state, a county, a city, any municipality, a judge, deputy sheriff, officer of the court is facing abject poverty, we got you. Welcome to Why Daddy Never Cries podcast with your host, Chuck Kelleher. At Why Daddy Never Cries, we'll explore the lives surrounding daddies, their children, divorce, and silent domestic violence. We'll hear real-life horror stories from unsung heroes fighting for the ability to stay in their children's lives. We'll get those voices heard and hopefully find solutions before you lunatics burn the whole place to the ground. Hang in there, daddies. Chuck's here. Chuck Kelleher and Why Daddy Never Cries are providing his podcast as a public service. I've known Chuck for 45 years, and he's neither a lawyer nor a mental health professional. He's not a doctor nor a rogue scholar by any stretch of the imagination. Chuck is simply a guy who's lived in hell for 20 years. Once he found a way out, he drew a map to help others navigate their own way home. The views and opinions expressed by Why Daddy Never Cries, employees, or our guests are their own. Guest appearance on the program do not imply an endorsement of them, their opinions, or any entity they represent. And please, for the love of God, if you have any questions or fears about your unique circumstances, please contact a lawyer, a religious leader of your choice, or a medical professional in your area. Don't fuck this up, brothers, because we're all in this together. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Voss G2, for helping small and medium-sized businesses elevate their brand perception with design. Take your brand to the next level at VossG2.com. We'd also like to thank Harry Duran, and his team at Fullcast for their amazing assistance. If you're planning a podcast and you haven't contacted Fullcast, you might as well call your show Podfade. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two with Bill Corbett. Let's jump into this. But before we do, I just want to say to all my friends and family out there in law enforcement, you're going to have to step up in this area, man. If you're a court officer, you can no longer sit idly by and watch families being destroyed through lies and deceptions and violations of family and civil law. So, what you did in the past is the past, but what you do from here on in, be careful. Because if you F up, Bill Corbett's coming for you, baby. In a world where headlines scream for attention, we choose to listen to the whispers that hold the true revelations. All right, let's get into this. I mean, earlier we were discussing about going in front of venture capital, getting all that funded. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce this on your show. We're about to release a brand new logo. Nice. We spent a lot of time in building it. I brought our marketing team up to speed on it yesterday afternoon. Everybody loves this. It. Got great fanfare and amazing reviews. And with that, when everybody sees it and it has a lot of hidden patriotic continental revolutionary suggestions in it, that even if you're in India or if you're in UK, you can look at that logo and you go, oh, there it is. Because what we're doing is not just in America. It's globally. It applies globally. Absolutely. So we felt it was important when we developed this mascot and logo, it had to have a global message. And as soon as we get it in from the, the artists and we get everything finalized, we're going we're gonna to roll out that announcement. Really cool. When we do that, we're going to complete our corporate deck, our presentation decks. We're going to be standing in front of venture capitalists. We're going to be standing in front of large corporations. So how can you help as an individual? Yeah. How do you navigate between the grassroots advertising and the, dealing with the whole political system? So there are two venues we proceed along. One is the grassroots advertising. It's got to be local, okay, to bring awareness and support. The other national advertising, as far as this is what we're doing nationally, will grow naturally. Okay. will grow naturally. It's already started. Okay. Like I had a list this year when we launched our social media in April, entire list of podcasts want to get on. I never called anybody. They called me. I'm like, Check that one off. He called me. Check that one off. They mm -hmm. called me. Check that off. They're calling. And I've got a list of other ones that I'll be doing too. We're building our marketing and launching models in the 2024 podcast showed up. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm booked. <laughs> they're they're realizing what we're doing will fix things. Okay. I often say this: countries and governments only change because of two things. You can argue it all you want. It boils down to two things: violent protests. So look at the protests going on right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look at the latest imagery coming out of London and, and New York. Look at that. Violent protests and costly litigation. Okay. That's the only two things that will cause governments to change. You protest, burn tires in the street, flip over cars, vandalize. Government's going to pay attention. Okay. They're going to change. Civil rights movements, women's suffrage, 
all violent protests. Litigation is long lasting because when a state, a county, a city, any municipality, a judge, a deputy sheriff, officer of the court is facing abject poverty, their shit will change because they violated law. Now you get enough law violations around, the legislature is going to get engaged and the legislature is going to say, wow, how are all these lawsuits happening? How did the state of Georgia end up in the default? What the hell happened? The laws are written fairly. I will say this. But how they're being applied is unfair, Exactly, which means the law was not written with enough judicial constraint offered into the law intentionally. Let's unravel that. Intentionally, why? They wanted the courts to define how it was going to go. Well, all right, the courts have become abusive. Legislatures can no longer issue laws that allow the courts judicial latitude. You have to be very precise, very specific, and every language every line of that law to make sure you avoid judicial misconduct, which is exactly what this is. Agreed. What does that mean? Legislature's got to work longer hours and not take vacations. I don't care. You wanted the job. Yeah. Do your damn job. All right. Since you started now, some significant milestones or achievements, something that I can give a dad out there hope who's, you know, man, you are just, you're in a closet fucking ready to eat your gun. Yeah. Okay, let me discuss the issue of depression and suicide. And I'll try not to get upset because it all comes back. There's a reason you're being put under this emotional and mental strain. And that is they already have your child's replacement father figure targeted, and they're going to bring them in for you. If you off yourself, your child will never know what a... Hang in there, buddy. Sorry. No, you're good, man. And I've been there. Because you have to be there for your kids. And at the end of the day... Oh, I did it, man. I thought about how to take me out. I thought how to take her out. And I thought how to take us all out. And you lose, lose every way. I've said it in a, a previous show. You take the mom out and you become the monster. And now you just orphaned your kids. Yeah. You take yourself out. You're taking away the one person that you believe and know because you're not the one weaponizing them. That's their future. Yeah. The one who's going to give them the rock, the stability. Yeah. And God forbid, if you fucking take your kids out, you miss the point of the whole fucking show. Dude. You know, we had this father in, I think it was Maryland, take out that judge. Yeah, Maryland. Vigilante justice. That guy set us back 10 years. Set us back 10 years. Because every one of these Marxists is going to lace onto that story and show how violent fathers get. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. If you're that angry, if you're that upset, help us with the fight. Join in, have fundraisers, volunteer, help us get the message traffic out. You know, these algorithms on these social media feeds are defeated by likes and shares. Yeah, okay. You like and share it, it helps defeat the algorithms. Okay. And more parents, more fathers, more children can see this and get the message out. We're already, I've already started a dialogue. You know, the young lady starting the parental alienation movement now. Yes. I've already started a dialogue with her, 29-year-old beautiful lady that started out saying, look, if you're an alienated kid, get a hold of me. She finally saw one of my videos about the silver bullet, contacted me and said, oh my God, that's what happened to me with my mother. My mother did this. And I was like, oh, thank God you saw that. I was like, yes. Yeah. This is how it starts. We have the playbook. We got a playbook from a law firm I acquired that basically says you go through family law. If your client is a female, do this. Why not? It's a home run, right? Home run. It's an unethical home run. Unethical and a violation of federal law. Got him. Got him. And I'm like, holy cow. Now, here's the thing. We hit that law firm with a subpoena. If they if they come back and subpoena and say, oh, we, we don't have that handbook. It's never been Korea. It's never here in a law firm. Boom. Now the judge is going to give us a warrant. Now we can go in and seize computers, laptops, cell phones. We can search their personal homes. We can grab everything. They're, everything that we've done in these five years has set these attorneys, judges, and officers' courts up into ambushes. We're expecting them to lie. We want them to lie because now we got justification for a federal warrant. We'll kick the door with the fucking FBI. I don't give a shit. You want to lie? Go ahead. You want to manipulate the court? Go ahead. You don't know whether you're walking into one of our L-shaped ambushes or not. So you better listen to me. We got you. You're not going to survive this. You're not. That might be the opening for the show, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the opening for the show. I mean, yeah, I get passionate about it because these courts are destroying lives. They're destroying kids. Yeah. And they're getting away with it. They're laughing while they're sitting back with their feet kicked up on their boat going, yeah, boy, that, yeah, we had a, boy, we had a nasty lawsuit there against that father, but we got him come out of that with a couple of million. Woohoo. Yeah. And don't think the plaintiff and the defense are not on the same judge's boat. Oh yeah. They're all at the same country clubs. Here's another thing fathers need to be aware of. Your attorneys 
are allowed to have conversations between attorneys legally and not tell you about it. Ooh, I didn't know about the not tell you about it part. Yeah, baby. I found out my attorney had a conversation with her attorney. I'm like, what'd you two talk about? Well, don't worry about it, Bill. I'm like, oh no, motherfucker. I'm paying you. You're my fucking employee. Before you pick up the phone and you have a dialogue with her attorney working some deal out, you ask me first. Yeah. But they're legally allowed to have that conversation and not tell you about it. And what's that? In the best interest of the client? Yeah, best yeah. interest of the client, my lily white Scottish rump. See, that's where a lot of fathers don't really understand the legal system, don't understand the ins and outs. And it's all backroom deals. It's all, yeah. you know, shady money. I saw that in my own 20 years ago. I saw the same, well, 18, whatever the hell it's been. Yeah. Same thing. It was all backroom deals. And this is how it gets done. You know, we talk. Yeah. I sat there in my lawyer's office once and she talked about getting a younger attorney and my ex's younger attorney and to one of their legal societies for 45 minutes, oh, yeah. nothing about our case. And I look at her at the end, she goes, no, that's just how it's done. We bond and then I get you what you need. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I've been getting it in the ass for the last 20 years is what I got. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing fathers bring up, and this is something we're looking at, but it's not on our near-term goals, is Title 4D. Let me speak a little bit to that. Absolutely. Title 4D basically says for every dollar run through the child custody processes in the state, and it's very high level, a percentage of that money, it comes from the federal government, goes back into the state. Here in Georgia, I think it's between 60, 65 cents on every dollar. But the money trail is what's important. So if Title 40 actually goes back to the state, where does it go? Here in Georgia, it goes to the general fund. Guess who gets paid out of the general fund? Judges. Judges. Guess what I just described to you? Slush fund. A national class action lawsuit for violations of RICO. Racketeering. Ooh, and they like RICO right now, don't they? A multi-trillion dollar national lawsuit for RICO. Come on, lawyers. I know there's one of you, a couple of you out there now. You're salivating. You're fucking salivating and biting at this. Come on, take the chance, lawyers. And here's the thing. Class action only means two people or more. That's it. Now you can file class action. I've contacted class action firms talking about this. They don't want to take the case. No, no, no. Here's why. There's not enough lower level lawsuits for violations of RICO that have won in which now they can assemble all that data and build a national class action suit. That's why. That's why we do what we do. We're going to be doing all that local level. But also, too, what's going to give us the advantage of another big firm coming in, grabbing all our stuff, is eventually, just like the ACLU, we're going to have enough money internal to our organization. We'll have our own staffed attorneys. That's why DOJ is scared shitless of us. It brings up another thing. I have contacts in DOJ. They've reached out personally to me and said, DOJ has already identified you as a threat. Be very careful where you go, who you talk to, who you're around. Be very careful. Can't shine light on the justice system because it'll show that lady justice is not, well, she's not really blind. Here's why. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this on your podcast. Ready to have, this will not only blow you away, but has national implications. Bring it on. I had a conversation with an FBI agent that runs the child crimes unit of a major FBI field office. I recorded the call. Guess what he told me? What do you got? He has direction from the DOJ that they are not to investigate crimes against children if the child is older than 13 years of age. Interesting. You should say that. Guess what that directly falls into? U.S. Women's Olympic Gymnastics team. Their complaints were majority of 14 years of age and older. That's why the DOJ didn't pursue litigation, criminal action, and why the DOJ begged for their forgiveness. Remember the big conference they had? A little bit. Where the DOJ showed up and they said, hey, we're sorry. No, there's an internal memorandum floating around not to do that. What is that? Willful misconduct, violation of federal law, and explicit bias. Whoever signed that internal memorandum with the Department of Justice needs to have life in prison. Because now the state of Georgia, 16 years of age and younger, the FBI won't investigate it. Other states, same way, because the child is 13 years of age and older. So, and here's the ugly part of it. The pedophiles have learned this. The pedophiles are now targeting 13 years of age and older. Jesus. Your show's the first show I've disclosed that on. And if the FBI wants to argue with me, you can go burn eternally in the fires of hell. My attorney has that recording. So go F yourself. It's everything we're seeing in New York and everywhere else. Yeah. You stop prosecuting people. They're going to take advantage of the system and they're going to burn the fucking place to the ground. Just like a crime cartel. Crime cartels teach the people in their cartel how to avoid the law, where they're going to violate the law, where the law is going to be strictly enforced and where it's not going to be strictly enforced. The courts are teaching attorneys and officers of the court, the same thing. They're teaching them how to violate the law, what the district attorney will tolerate, what they won't tolerate, what they'll prosecute, what they prefer to prosecute, and how. I mean, that assistant district attorney literally said in the training, we have forms for you to fill out so you can lodge a silver bullet. We've got the form. Holy shit, Batman. (laughs) Yeah. 
And I look back, every divorce dip has, you know, you can sue her, she can sue you, she'll, you'll pay her attorney fees, she'll pay your your attorney fees. Bill, you mentioned earlier, you were had to end up paying all her attorney fees. Oh, I got soaked with everything. So here's the thing. One of the last proceedings I had with Judge David Dick N. Son of Forsyth County Superior Court, that's David Dick N. Son, Forsyth County Superior Court. He literally said, and if he denies it, let's go to court. I'm going to go back and look at these financials, give you my ruling. In black and white, there is the missing over $300,000 of marital funds. Properly invested is over a million dollars. But it also shows her cash in the check on a teller receipt, Mm -hmm. which means she got cash. And then shortly after that, a FedEx package she pays for leaves the city. Mutual conspiracy to conduct felony fraud because the dollar amount is felony fraud. Judge Dickinson knows it. He's reviewed the financials. He's taken a look at that. So why does a judge... Seeing felony fraud occur during a uh, family court process, not do anything about it. Instead, soak the father with all the debt and all the legal fees. You talk to any crook on the street, guess what they're going to tell you? Tell a crook on the street, go there and rob that bank and give me all the money. You're going to be like, no, hell no. Well, I'm going to rob it. I'm going to keep the money. Crooks are crooks. They aren't going to break the law and not get some sort of benefit from it. Right. You have to understand that. So when I tell you these judges are felons, dude, they're walking the street and they don't care. They know you're not going to touch them. They know you're not going to lay a finger on them. Go to a PI firm. Tell them you want to investigate a judge and they need to follow the judge. They'll tell you to pound sand. They'll get arrested. Yeah. He ain't no different than me or you. Whoop, whoop. So this is where private citizens need to get angry. We're the only entity on the face of the planet currently that I know of that has a model specifically designed to fix an entire country. The only one. Only one. Only one. Isn't that crazy? The only one. Dive into that a little bit more. Sure. So how do you fix an entire country? Look at America. We've lost control of schools, the government, municipalities, taxes, because the judiciary supports it. Americans are not litigating for themselves. No. We don't care to. We've become complacent. You know, there's a a bunch of memes going around about, does your husband think about Rome? Yeah, like all the time. Why? We fit into the Roman model. Let there be games. Give them wheat. You know, keep them fat, dumb, and happy. Football season's up. Woo! Go to football season because Americans have become very gullible. And I've heard world leaders speak about this. And there's tons of videos out where world leaders are admitting Americans are very gullible. Oh yeah. But also, too, Americans expect somebody else to do their dirty work for them. So I identify people in three categories: there's leaders, there's warriors, and there's simp's. The simp's are in the medical tent or sitting in the bleachers. Leaders to the front, warriors to the flank. Let's go to war, which is lawfare. We have to wage lawfare, legal warfare in the courts to get a nation fixed. And once they figure out, we figured out where they're vulnerable, the citizens have figured out where they're vulnerable, they have no recourse but to start putting in fixes before we get to them. That's awesome. Okay. They already started putting in fixes, 50-50 child custody laws. That's an appeasement law. And I've already set up several memes about this one. It's an appeasement law. Why? They didn't grandfather in all the other violations of federal, state, and civil rights. They didn't take care of all the other rulings. It is only from this moment in time forward. It's an appeasement law. Oh, look at what we're doing. We're trying to fix the courts. Is everybody happy now? Americans are very gullible. Yes, we're happy now. Yep. Give me a break. You want to make us happy? 50-50 custody laws go into place mandatory immediately. No child custody, no alimony, and it's grandfathered in everybody. And it's enforceable. That's right. Yeah. The primary parent, which was the primary parent, now falls under 50-50 custody. Guess what? You don't abide by it, you go to jail. 30 days. No reason. Bring two pieces of evidence we did to court. Your Honor, I requested on this date. She never showed up. Request on this date. She never showed up. I don't have 50-50 custody based on the percentage of time going through the year. Boom. Judge goes, you know what? You go to prison. You go to jail. You got full custody. Walk away. Man or woman. Man or woman. Walk away. I love how you're going at this at a federal level because that's the only way it's going to truly work in our country. How different are the state laws? You're out there dealing with a lot of guys from all over the country. Are they fairly similar, kind of similar? I've only really dealt with New York. Yeah. So if you look at how laws are structured, constitutional law is the supreme law of the land. That's already definitive. You can argue it all you want. You're just an idiot if you argue it differently. It's the supreme law of the land. You got to start somewhere. Right. The Constitution is supreme law of the land. What comes next? Federal laws, regulatory guidelines, and what's what we call CFR, Code of Federal Regulations. Mm-hmm. From that, guess what the states do? The states now look at a new federal law coming down and they go, we have to architect a state law that mimics the federal law. A lot of time what they do is cut, paste, boom, there you go. It's a state law. So whatever you see in federal law is also backed in some shape, form, or fashion in one venue or another in a state law. You just got to dig down through the, to figure out where they put it. 
Sometimes it's under state statute. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's under state regulatory governance or bodies or commissions. It's there. So if you find it in federal law, dig down, it's there in state law. Municipalities, local governments have to follow state law. They can't write their own law that says, no, we're going to legalize murder. Can't do that because that's a higher level of court. Right. Okay. Federal court is above state. The Constitution, the Supreme Court is above them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when I got into, um, you know, extending statute of limitations, removing privilege, vacating immunity, done in the federal courts, actually done all the time. There's case law supporting it. I'm not talking out my ass. I'm talking legit case facts that when we got a judge sitting in front of a federal grand jury, I guarantee you. And here's where we need to come together. Yeah. I can't protest. Our corporate law says thou shall and thou shalt not. But it doesn't mean I can't partner with organizations or groups that may want to protest. You know, one of my biggest dreams is to have Atlanta, Georgia on a Father's Day weekend flooded with tractors and motorcycle clubs and car clubs and carnivals for fathers and kids. Clog up 285, clog up 8575. Why? That will send the nation a message. Fathers are sick of this. Fathers are people. We're not just paychecks. We're people. We're fathers. Stop vilifying us in the press. Stop vilifying us in the courts. Because data says we're not the villain. Somebody else is. Where can guys find you? What's the next step to start bringing these guys together? The best place to start looking for us is Linktree. So it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Veteran Fathers. Uh, you can find me personally. I have a personal Twitter account associated. It's on or Twitter or X. You can find me at VetFather underscore Bill. I'm occasionally on Instagram, never on Facebook, occasionally on TikTok, but that's because I got people helping me out in those areas. So if you're on those areas, you see our accounts, you want to reach out, send us a DM or ping us on that account. They will reach across and get a hold of me if needed. But those are probably, I'd say X right now, we're going to be going on Rumble soon. And the main reason we're focusing on Rumble and X, and I encourage every father, if you're on TikTok, get off. If you're on Facebook, get off. Yeah. Go to Rumble, go to X, because eventually you're going to be canned on TikTok and Facebook. They're very Marxist organizations. And I have technical contacts deep in those organizations that'll tell you, don't, they told me when we launched in April, don't come here. Literally said, don't come, don't come here. And also watch out for your social media, guys. If you're really in the middle of this shit, you're still in court. Just take a pause on your social media. Look, read, do it, but don't post, man, because you're just going to jam yourself up. Yeah. And that's another reason why, you know, through the research, we waited five years is I want to make sure I was clear of everything, you know? So it's everything we do here is planned very much so. so. We waited five years, me and some other veterans and some other parents were clear of their legal commitments so we could launch safely and effectively. You know, and I've had a couple of people say, well, she might sue you. I'm like, well, go for it. Our attorneys are ready. Our attorneys are ready. And here's why. It's called discovery and subpoenas. And now all those lies are going to come out. She's now civilly and criminally liable for it. And she started the action. (sighs) You're giving away my secret, Bill. You think it's coincidence this podcast started two days after my youngest turned 18? Oh, baby, GMTA. Great minds think alike, (laughs) baby. Oh, yeah. You want to start the you want to start the war? Oh, man. We're ready. We'll finish it. We're ready and we'll lay waste this time. Because we planned. We've been planning. They haven't been planning. Fuck yeah. All they have to do is sit back and take the shots to the skull. That's fine. That's fine. You have to deal with the fallout of what you did, not me. Karma's a bitch. Mm You know, you have to deal with that follow Not me. Someone challenged me on evidence. So let's go to court. And all of a sudden they disappear. You know, I've gotten some threats over X and IG. I, you get one shot across the bow. And here's where I'm different is we have a complete OSINT team set up, open source intelligence team set up. You threaten me. You wage a false allegation against me on any social media platform. Make a slanderous statement against me. You can one shot across the bow and I'll make it public. This is your one and only warning because now I know where you live. Oh, yeah. You get one warning. If you pop up, decide you're going to pop under, you're going to make another burner account pop up, go for it. We're going to file harassment charges against you and we're going to put it in the public domain. And then if you're an ex going through a bad divorce, we're going to share it with your ex. So you decide that you're going to run through several proxies. Go. It'll take us a little longer, but we'll figure out who you are. And if you're bad enough, you give me a death threat that I can validate. I'm in the IT world, dog. Yeah. I play in the dark net and deep net for fun. Been playing in there for over 30 years. I'll drop your name and I'll walk away. What happens to you after that is out of my control. I can't control the actions of an individual in Ukraine. Sorry, that's just the way it works. I'm not going to mess with you. You're not my target. The courts are my target. But you decide to come at me because I have a strong message and I take it side of fathers and you don't like it. Start your own thing for mothers. Exactly. Leave me alone. I'm not going to mess with you. You don't like the messaging? I'm sorry it hurts your feelings. Don't come at me. I'm not going to come at you. Sometimes I make mistakes on social media. Yeah, I own it. Oops, sorry. Yeah, me a copa. I was in the wrong. I'm on it. I'm out. Oh, 
no problem. I made a mistake a while ago. I apologize for it. Out. One off doesn't make you wrong all the time. Just as one right move doesn't make you correct for the whole time. Maya Copa, I apologize. I took it down. You were right. It is what it is, you know, but it happens. Kind of wrap things up real quick. You made a mention about social media. You fathers out there have gotten to a point where your actions are being governed by emotions. I understand. It was everything I could do not to go to social media while I was going through my challenges. I mean, I fought it daily. My best advice to you is wait until everything's over. Yeah. A good example is there's this gentleman, Ulysses Butch, that we've been working with. His TikTok video went viral. He literally waited three years to post any of those videos anywhere. And now he's a very strong advocate, a beautiful man. And he's helping get the messaging into the young men. Okay. We're looking to go to high schools and colleges now with this messaging. Wow. False allegations and silver bullets. The young men need to understand this. And what they need to understand is the courts are going to support her and do nothing against her for levying the false allegation, even though they prove it to be false, and you're permanently damaged. You won't recover from it. You won't recover from it. There's a case right now out of England. Two young men were uh, had an essay allegation against them. I think it included rape allegations. They fought it. They won. But the courts won't disclose the woman because she falls under victim rights laws. Wait a minute. You proved it was false. That makes her an accuser, makes the boys fall under victim rights laws, right. not the girl. And you have to expose her now, but they won't. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was talking about explicit bias, a huge violation of federal law. See what Ireland did. Neither the accuser or the accused's names get published for a year. Unless he's found guilty. Unless he's found guilty. Right. Unless he's, so they won't publish his name unless he's found guilty because he could be the victim. I haven't, I haven't heard about it and I've read about it from what you're telling me. I actually agree with that. But if it's found out to be false, they must now pursue criminal action against her, if it's a her or him. Whoever levied the false allegation must now endure a criminal investigative and prosecutorial process that must be mandated. Yeah. Because remember, they got away with it. They're going to do it again and again until they get what they want. Yeah. And they're going to do it against whoever they can target. Because remember, and there's something you, you guys need to remember, abusers find victims. They had a they have this freakish radar. And for me, until I went through counseling and I figured out with my counselor that I'm actually with, in the narcissistic abuse community, we're called empaths, that narcissists seek me. But now that I know that, oh, I'm like- You can spot them now coming. <laughs> I know how to trigger you now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And I, I toy with them. I toy with them. And pretty soon I trigger them. Like I do it on X all the time. I trigger them and I back off because they just, boom. And I'm like, gotcha. Gotcha. I knew I could smell you. And, and that's where you have to learn. You have to dig inside yourself. I and mean, it took me a lot of soul searching to figure out why I'm an empath and where in my childhood that took place. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to go into it because it deals with my family. But when I figured that out, I realized... I'm what's called a toxic empath in the community. In other words, I will literally give someone the shirt off my back to help somebody else, much to my own detriment. And this 501 is a good example. I'm walking away from the federal charges in my case, putting that on the back burner to help get this 501 started and help get things in our country fixed. Mm -hmm. But fathers are so focused in on their pain. Once they get their problem fixed, they disappear into the ether. That's the problem. You're not going to do that with us. Let me explain this. It's very important fathers to understand that. Once we're funded, okay, we have to get funded first. You come to us for help. We help you. You're going to sign a contract. Yeah. You're going to abide by the terms of that contract. And this can be real simple. A high level is you're going to volunteer. You're going to cooperate. You're going to go on campaigns with us. You're going to go on podcasts and lecture interviews with us. You're going to do the things needed to pay down the legal cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't and you breach that contract, we're going to hit you with a full legal cost at full market rate. Almost like the ROTC plan. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Because what I've been seeing, and I've heard it from several fathers helping other fathers out, once they get helped out successfully, they they take a powder. They disappear. Yeah. Because their, their pain is over. They've won. No, no, no. There are other men, other fathers out here, other kids need help. You're not going to go away easy, buddy. We spent money on you. This is the VIG. You pay us the VIG. No, we're not asking for money. We're asking for commitment. Time. Time help, assistance, volunteering. That's all we're asking. We don't want money in return. We want the equal or equivalent value of your time. Bring your kids with you. You're not even asking them to pay it forward. No. You're actually asking to pay it back. Pay it back. Bring your kids with you. We got a fundraising event. Show up and help. Bring your kids with you. We'll have other kids there. Yeah. Start a fundraiser yourself. You know, help volunteer. Help with the social media traffic. Help get us in introduced to venture capital firms. 
help get us introduced in the business community, but you're not going to give away free. I think that's actually the why over the last 125 years, all our movements have failed because it is true. Right now, my kids are emancipated. Yeah. I don't have skin in this game anymore. What's damage is done. It's all damage control from here on in. We're all trying to figure out what happened, what didn't happen, and how do we stay in each other's lives? And that's good. I should walk away. I should do a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. That's what I should do. But this is more important. Yeah. I don't have skin in this game anymore. Well, my pain will always be here, but it's over for the most part, if I want it to be. But I'm going to keep reliving this shit so other guys don't have to. Yeah, there's one thing, and men need to understand this. A scar never goes away. It's still a scar. I like that. Like, it might not be as big and as ugly. Like, I had a big scar right up here I got from a fight. It's now small. You know, I had stitches in my head. At the time I was in college, and it was pretty cool walking around with stitches in your head, you know. Chicks love scars, but I remember it. Scars aren't going to go away, guys. They're going to be there. The scars of this abuse architecture from our nation, and it's coming down from a national level. Don't don't be misgiven. From our nation, it's going to stay there. There are veterans I know right now living in their cars because the judge took everything away from them in court. The scars are there. You're going to always remember it. It might not be as painful or as tender, but it's never going away. It's a scar. It's what you do with it. Are you going to sit around and cry and complain? Big deal. We're doing something. Agreed. That's why they're scared. That's why they're scared is we figured it out. That's what they never wanted to happen. They never anticipated. We've been strategizing and planning lawsuits from the day we figured it out. We know our approach. We know the firms we're going to go to to represent us. We know what they're going to require for evidentiary value. We know how much work it's going to be put into it. So when I ask for volunteers, I'm going to need volunteers like I need paralegals that volunteer their time. We'll pay to get you into the most expensive paralegal databases on the planet, but I need your help. I need your brain material, your brain matter, and your time. I can work the money. I'm going to work Money Avenue with the venture capitalists I know. I've launched startups before. I've got a pristine reputation in that market because I've walked away from corruption against venture capitalists, much to my own financial detriment. So my name is zero tarnish marks on it. I can walk into their offices and they'll know, oh, that's Bill fucking Corbett. He's here for good reason. He doesn't bullshit. And he's pristine because I've walked away from grafting corruption and other venture capital uh, initiatives. I'm like, no, I don't want to be a part of it. I quit. They know. So if they know that, if I have that pristine reputation in that market, I'm going to capitalize on it just for other people, not for myself. A 501 doesn't own anything. I might be an executive officer. I don't own nothing. I get nothing out of it. Oh, he's going to become rich. How? (laughs) We have a zero personal enrichment model in our bylaws in this 501. Whatever I generate through social media and stuff goes back into the 501. We're looking to open Amazon store. I get no self-enrichment out of that. It goes back into 501. So when you hear people say that, get them out of your life. They're toxic. Get them out of your life. Don't talk to them. Alienate them. Put them out on Devil's Island. Isolate them. And definitely get them away from your kids. They say, I'm a sexist. I'm only out there fighting for men. They don't understand corporate governance. They're toxic. Get them out of your life. Quit communicating with them. Isolate them. The only way we can fix people is we have to isolate them. Peer pressure will change people. You're absolutely right. Go education first. If they don't learn, then go peer pressure. Try to let give everyone a chance to fucking figure it out. But then I 1000% agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you're you're in the similar community as someone keeps screwing up. They got a choice. Either lose their job or straighten up and fly right. Right. When they're facing that fact, they're going to straighten up and fly right, baby. Yeah. Now I got a little girl. I got to fight this battle for her. This is my, my battlefield now. And I'll say this a lot. We're waging lawfare. Our ROE, our rules of engagement, are the law. We're going to follow the law. We're going to apply the law according to its original intent. And one of the law firms we're speaking with, very huge law firm, has said, we want a couple of these cases going to the Supreme Court. I was like, why? Because they're going to have to start at the original intent of the law and discuss outward. And if they find out where the original intent went askew, we win. And in every single instance they're looking at, it went askew. That means we win, which now means all 50 states and four U.S. territories now have legal exposure for massive civil litigation. Judges, attorneys, and officers of the court now are exposed legally, both civilly and criminally, and they can't avoid it because it's a SCOTUS decision. They are dead. The gallows have been built, and they built them. I don't need an army. They built my army. I just need money. I got the tank. I got ammo. I got people in the tank. We're ready to go to war. I just need gas. Like Patton said, you give me that gas, I'll take Germany. I need gas. I'm Patton. Give me gas. I'll roll in there and I'll take over to the courts and I'll do it legally and I'll organize them so they're fair. And that's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. Fairness. We don't, I don't want to take rights away from women. No, we want rights. No. 
you know, I say this a lot too, and listen to me, I'm very clear on this. Men have no specifically guaranteed rights under existing or pending legislation that's enforceable anywhere in the world. We only have privileges. Find me one law that specifically says a father or a man is protected under this law. But you can find a woman's bill of rights. Why don't we just have a bill of rights? Well, that's a novel idea. I wish they would have thought of that in 1776. Just saying. (laughs) Oh, but wait a minute. There's a woman against domestic violence law. Oh, now it's been edited. And we put put men in there. I read it. Men isn't in there. Yeah. Oh, but it's implied. Do you understand where the courts are going? Do you understand now the courts have become so toxic? They don't care about dads. The only way to make them care about everybody equally is the single most sect that's been discriminated against the most must take private action, and it must be in civil and criminal remedies. It has to be. We have no other alternative. Everything else has failed. Yeah. 120 years of failure. That's why this will work. I mean, it's so obvious, but yet men are like, well, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, good. You're a failure model. You are a failure. That's what you're essentially saying. I'd rather keep failing. What's that a sign of? Einstein said this. It's a sign of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over again. Expect a different result. What is that? You're crazy. Yep. I'm I'm genuine with that answer. We're going to keep going out and doing these things to change anything. No, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. It has gotten worse. I was very surprised when I started getting involved with these groups that the same shit was still going on. And like you, when you think it's a home run, because as soon as you got served with your non-molestation or with order protection, I've been hanging out in the UK too long, or order protection over here, you're like, oh, this is there's no way this is going to mean anything to me because I'm not an abuser. This is bullshit. And the courts will see it. But the courts don't care. They don't care. And that's crazy to see when you're, when you're in it and you're like, holy shit. I'm on my own. Courts don't care. Attorneys don't care because it's all a financial model. They don't care. And they're all getting paid. I mean, it's very few. There are very few attorneys that will, when you show up as a man and the divorce first starts, that will look at the man and go, we need to levy a silver bullet. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to levy this against Rex. Because most men that I know will go, wait a minute. That's not true. All that's false. But the woman, do it in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. And if you don't think she will, I'm going to end up talking to you after she's done it and your life has been destroyed. I want you to look at me in the eye right now and listen to my words. If you don't think your woman's going to do that to you, you're delusional. She's going to do it to you. And you hold by your guns because when she does it to you, look at me. When she does it to you, we're going to be talking and you're going to be crying. And I'm going to rub your nose in the fact I told you so. Remember, I'm going to hear about it. Someone's going to tell me about it. If you ain't going to be man enough to call me and say you were right, I'm going to find out. And I'm going to rub your nose in it because you didn't listen. You acted foolishly. Don't act foolishly. When you start this divorce process, it is war. That's it. It's ugly. It's shitty. It shouldn't be this way. And until we get to change that and put these judges, attorneys and officers of court into a federal penitentiary, it's not going to stop. It's just going to get worse. They're just going to use your family to put their next car in their driveway. That's right. They don't care about you, baby. They're narcissists. They don't care about you. They're all about the fight. They don't care about their vacation home, their next boat or yacht. Their vacation they're going to take to to Paris or London. I mean, look at look social media. Look where they go. Look at the homes they live in. It's the single greatest transfer of financial family wealth in the history of the world is into the family court and child custody processes. It is bankrupted and sent families into abject poverty while the attorneys, judges, and officers of the court have become fat billionaires. That's a crime cartel. The drug they're selling is a belief they're needed, and the 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 commodity you provided to them. It's called a child. They know you'll go to war for that child. They know the way men are built in our DNA is to go to war, fight for our child, defend our child. They know that. And they're using that against us. So that's their frontal assault. Especially with domestic violence, because we will fight. And the more we do fight, the more we look like that psycho that she was describing. Exactly. Here's where it's very narcissistic. They don't look at what caused the man to respond that way. They only look at the man's response. That is a narcissistic trait. Mm -hmm. Look it up. Like I said, I'm not dumb. I've done all this research for five years. I know exactly what I'm talking about. That's a narcissistic trait. You're now dealing with narcissistic courts, attorneys, judges, and officers of the court. Instead, what the judge should say, if he's a sane judge and they're not, they're narcissists, he should say, wait a minute, that's how he reacted. What did you do? What happened? Let me talk to you. What happened to cause you to react that way? Oh, she put a gun to your forehead while you were bottle feeding your baby that was weeks old. So you broke her arm and disarmed her. But yet you're saying he assaulted you and broke your arm and a gun wasn't involved. 
but he has no history of domestic violence, no history of violence at all. And your prints are on the gun. No history of violence. No, my prints won't be on no fucking. No, no, her, no, her prints will be on the gun. Oh, her prints are on the gun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The cops were called. He called the cops. While he was restraining you, the cops got there, found the gun, prints on the gun. Your arm was broken. You had to get medical transportation. The baby's crying, probably even fell on the floor through the struggle. But nobody asked the man, what happened to cause you to react that way? Because the judges are, they have narcissistic personality disorder. They're explicitly biased. What I'm listening to you people, they're violations of federal law. Now, do you understand what we do what we do? My background's trained in accident investigation, cause and effect. We've all heard those terms used before, cause and effect. Right. Bill said it twice just now in passing, cause and effect. And they're not looking at what was the cause, only the effect. Who threw the second punch? You need another example? Never the guy who threw the first punch, guys, right? It's always the guy who threw the second one who gets caught. Same shit. Yeah. On our executive protection teams, we're taught zones of conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, so if a person seems aggressive and they enter your zone, you have to make a judgment call. Do I immediately go to physical contact? Do I extricate the area? Is the principal protected? What's my role? What's my place in the in the whole dynamics of this executive protection team? My black zone is as soon as you enter within arm's reach. When you enter arm's reach, I'm probably going to a weapon or you're going on the ground. Right. I'm not going to allow you to come up and chest bump me, touch me. It's not going to happen. There will be extreme physical punishment incurred upon you. Because even, even kids in school need to be taught this. When a bully comes within arm's reach, you're going to get hit. Don't get hit first. Hit him. Because once he's in your safe zone, fight's on. Fight's on. Because he shouldn't have encroached in an aggressive fashion in a safe zone. i got friends that are in safe zone all the time. Well, they're not being threatening to me. Right. And that's what people need to understand is when you go to these family courts, your safe zones, your kids are you. Once you're in it, the family court is now in your safe zone. The family court is now the enemy. And they're going to do everything they can to destroy your life. And they don't care about you. They don't care about you. So about the bottom line. They'll misapply laws. You know why? No one's holding them accountable. How, how would you think if you're a judge, you now you're walking into a family courtroom with this little voice on the back of your head saying, if you violate the law, you're going to prison. Instead, they walk into family court like, I can do whatever the hell I want to do, say whatever the hell I want to say, rely on the hell I want to rule. And no one's going to do a damn thing to me. At worst, they're going to remove me from the bench. Yeah. And they don't even do that. I mean, come on. And they don't even fucking do that. Come on. They're supposed to set up to monitor each other. They don't even do that. A file official complaint against Judge David Dick in Son in Portsmouth County Superior Court just to kind of test the environment because I'm running sources out of the courthouse. You know what they told me? They sent him an email and let him have full access to the entire complaint. His basic response was, if he doesn't like my judge, I'll have him file an appeal. Yeah. 100% failure rate. My, my contact called me. He was like, yeah, he got the complaint. He read it. I'm like, okay, good. He just kind of snickered. I was like, yeah, now I know. And every father should be aware. You can complain through this judicial complaint system process. They are there to set up to help judges. They're corrupt as the judge. So how are we going to sue them? Very simple. We're going to get other volunteers to lodge these complaints. They're going to share them with the judge. They're not going to open an official investigation. They're going to share them with the judge. Now we get to sue that body. Yep. That body's a state body. The, see, when I say L-shaped ambushes, these people have no clue what we have planned to get them legally committed to extreme civil remedies, if not criminal violations of law and sentenced to prison. They have no clue. They think they're just flying out there and nothing's going to hold them accountable. I love it. I can brag about this all I want. They're going to sit back and go, he ain't going to do that. And they're going to look through the thing and go, oh, shit. What about this, what about this complaint? Could that be from one of his people, one of his sources? One of his conduct. Did we really get that information, Judge Dickinson? They're going, no, I didn't. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go through and delete all those emails between you and Judge Dickinson. And they do that. <laughs> get, go ahead and delete it. I'm a digital forensic examiner. I'm going to go pull that out. Guess what that now is? Evidence tampering. You're going to federal penitentiary. Go delete all your wallet, baby. Oh, here's a better one for you. Find Bleach Bit, download it, and, and delete your drive. Go for it. Because here's one thing you need to be aware of. Your computer's networked. If it traveled across that network, you're screwed. I got it. Yeah. There's a copy, a digital footprint somewhere that I can find and I will get it. And trust me, there are other digital forensic examiners far better than me that are fathers that have been screwed over by the father court who have offered to volunteer their time. World-renowned experts. When we get started on digital forensics, go ahead and evidence tamper. Go ahead and destroy the evidence. I want you to. Yeah, please. Give me give me another another thing to throw on the pile for you. Oh my God. I'm like, go ahead. And anybody who doesn't believe how far they can go back, who's the dude from Empire who was in Chicago? God, what the hell did he do? Uh, Smollett, I think his name was. 
Google was able to give one year of his location. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To the feds. One year. Oh yeah. On a random citizen. They can find that information. So please delete it. I agree with Bill. Please. Go ahead and delete it. I dare you. I want you to. Just tack on the federal charges. Just tack them on. Oh, and go ahead and meet with your office and say, is anybody in here working with Bill Corbett? Guess what that is? Witness tampering. Got you again. Mm. Go ahead. Keep doing your shit. I love it. I'm like, you dumbasses. Keep going. Witness tampering. Intimidation. And all the transcripts where that sentence or two where the judge tells you to go to hell that just happened not to make it to the transcript in family court because it's all closed doors. That's going away soon, too. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Guess what? When I go into the courthouse, they say, do you have any recording devices on? I'm like, no. But they let your cell phone come to you. And I picked it up. And I handed it to the deputy sheriff. And I was like, I can record on my cell phone. He goes, I know you're not supposed to, but we allow cell phones in the courtroom. Judge Dickinson, I got you. You're going to the federal penitentiary in Leedsville. You're done. You're barbecued, baby. And you don't even know it. I love it. I'm telling you, a friend of mine that I used to work with in counterintelligence, counterespionage, he said this to me. He said, Bill, you know the Liam Neeson movie where they get his daughter? I'm like, yeah, what's it? I forgot the name of it. Taken. Taken. He goes, you're Liam Neeson. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, of all the people on the face of this planet they should have never fucked with was you. All they had to do is go on LinkedIn and look at your background, talk to a couple of people about your reputation, about how you don't mess with nobody, but you have a reputation in the IT community. And my name in the IT community is don't fuck with Bill. You fuck with me, I'm going to take my time, but I'm going to get to you. And then you're going to go, oh, shit. Because I've done nothing to you, but you decided to fuck with me. That's fine. I now know you're crazy. And because I now know you're crazy, I'm going to start to profile you. Where you go, what you do, who you talk to, where you get your takeout from, where you go to the movie theater, where you shop, where you travel, where your vacation, where you fill your car up with gas, what time you leave for work, what time you come home, when you what kid, what school your kids go to. I'm going to profile you to the nth degree, and I'm going to pick the time and a place I'm going to get to you, and you're going to wish in the world you would have changed your name and left the country. And even when you do that, I have veteran friends of mine that work in, I think, every country on the planet. I just pick up the phone and start making phone calls. We'll get to you. One way or the other, karma is going to find you. So that's why I tell people, I don't mess with nobody. Why you come at me is because you think I'm a victim. That's fine. That makes me bait. And you're entering into an L-shaped ambush. Come on in. You're done. And we're not victims. We're survivors now, motherfuckers. There's a meme going around. It says, be aware of the man who was destroyed and now rebuilt himself. But the dangerous man has done it twice. Ooh. I've done it twice. I'm rebuilding myself a second time. That's the dangerous man because now he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You went and destroyed my life. Fine. You're now going to get your life destroyed. And I don't care about your kids. I don't care about your damn dog. I don't care about your fucking vacation home, your SUVs, your wife. You end up in divorce court. Guess what? I hope she reaches out and says, I need help investigating my husband. Well, who is he? Is he a judge? Yeah. What's his name? He's got a bad rep in a veteran father's community. I'm like, you're, we're on board. Yeah, man. How can we help you investigate him? You think he's having an affair? Really? What attorney was he screwing? We're going to, we're on it. We got you. We're going to do it pro bono. Why? Because that judge needs to see the level of destruction that he admitted that he had done to other fathers. And we're going to help you destroy his life. So wives out there married to judges in this family court system, child custody processes, we'll, we'll help you. Hell yeah. We'll help you out every way we can. And if we can do it pro bono, we'll do it pro bono. Because that judge needs to see the same toxicity he submitted hundreds of other fathers to. And if necessary, we'll even help you get full custody. And if any of you guys know any judges' wives out there are looking, or husbands, there are female judges, yeah. husbands or wives, spouses. Now, here's why. There's fathers out there going, wait a minute, I thought you were for fathers. Yeah. But we target judges, attorneys, and officers of the court. Our rules of engagement are the law. If the law means the family courts are toxic against that judge, we get him. One way or the other. We're getting him. Like I said, this is lawfare. If you're not ready for war, don't sit in the bleachers up there where it's safe and you can eat your popcorn, drink your Coke, get chilly, you can get under a blanket, ring a bell, cheer, yay. Only thing I need on the battlefield is leaders and warriors. If you're not strong enough, you're not courageous enough, stay in the medical tent or up on the bleachers. I don't need to be tending to you and hugging you when you want to cry. I need warriors. I need war fighters. I now, we now have more women helping us in the fight than we do men. They see this movement's destroying their credibility. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Destroying their whole movement. Like the feminist you were speaking about, she realizes it's not what the intent is not there. Right. And I know I know this feminist. I've gotten to know her, know her very well. She's very, I think she's a 
wonderful lady, actually. I don't have any animosity towards her, even though I've read some of her books and looked at some of her videos and like, (laughs) because she realized long ago it's gone too far. So she's backed out of the movement. She's gone pretty dormant. I know when Veteran Fathers gets up heavily funded, we start getting a global president, we start moving. Something in my gut just tells me she's going to come over. She's going to help because it isn't about mothers and fathers. I can't say that enough. It's not about mothers and fathers. Right. It's about the courts. It's about kids. And if you're out there, you're thinking it's about mother, mothers and fathers. So listen, if they say, well, he's against mothers. That person's toxic. Get them out of their life. They're probably a narcissist. Okay. And they're trying to turn you into one of their flying monkeys. Get them out of your life. Isolate them. Yep. Immediately removed from your life. Don't talk to them. Don't communicate with them. Don't take their calls. Don't socialize with them on social media. Do nothing with them. Because pretty soon they're going to figure out, wow, I was in the wrong. And I apologize. Great. They burnt the bridge. Let them rebuild it. But this time, make sure it's the Golden Gate Bridge. Don't apologize. What are you going to do to help? You're going to volunteer? You're going to donate? You're going to contribute? No. You son try to rebuild the bridge. You're going to repost as much shit as you posted about this being bullshit? Yeah. And again, if yeah. you made a mistake and you were on the wrong side of this fight because you just assumed all fathers were wrong, that's okay for now because you didn't know. But now you know. Now you know what you have to do. And we need you. So get out here. Yeah. And guys out there, put your egos down. I'm scarred. You're scarred. We're damaged. And focus on the bigger picture. And right now, they got the ball. We've been on defense for 120 years. Time to start yelling. Time we get the ball. And right now, my offense is ready to take the field. That's awesome. Bill, I want to thank you for being on the Why Daddy Never Cries podcast. I appreciate everything. Again, hit us with where guys can uh, find you. Yeah, real quick, best place to get a hold of me is uh, on X. My Twitter or X account is at vet, V-E-T, father underscore Bill. You can also go to our link tree at linktree slash veteran fathers. All right. Thanks, Bill, man. That was a lot to unpack, and we still got more work to do. First thing you got to know is, are your attorneys on your side, or do they have ulterior motives? Like, our client doesn't have any more money. Let's cut our losses. Let's settle this. That's not our problem, lawyers. Don't take our cases just because you're happy to take our money. Our legal industry, it's a business. And lawyers, solicitors, call them whatever the hell you want. They work for you. And I'm hearing far too many stories about them not looking out for our interests. You know, it's not all lawyers, obviously. It's not all solicitors, obviously. But some of them aren't looking out for their clients, even though they're legally obligated to do so. We got to expose them. Fuck them. Disgrace them. They don't give a damn about you. And it's time to stop worrying about them. And it's time to start stepping up so they can't fuck over the next guy. This is a huge note. States make money from the federal government by collecting child support. Follow the money. We're hearing they're making as much as 65 cents on the dollar. That's huge. Because when money's involved, without proper checks and balances, corruption quickly follows. And that's been proven time and time again, man. So why isn't anybody looking into this? Why? Because someone's capitalizing on the blood and tears from your children. We need to unite, and we need to attack. The time for fighting these individual battles are over. Find a dad's group, and then make sure that group leader finds us. Together we stand, and united, we'll be invincible. The team of the Why Daddy Never Cries podcast is comprised of Joe, the voice of reason, Nicole Kelleher, and Scott Hall. Thank you, guys. All right, Crazy Joe, take us home. (laughs) We must get our voices out there. Send us your stories to Why Daddy Never Cries at Gmail or Why Daddy Never Cries on Facebook. Remember, this is a daily and sometimes hourly struggle. So follow us on Daddy Never Cries at Twitter and Why Daddy Never Cries on Instagram and let your voice be heard. Let's end the fatherless children's syndrome that's plaguing this world. You can't change what happened to you, brothers. So figure out how to make it work for you and your children. When life gave me lemons, I said the hell with a glass. I'm making an international lemonade franchise. So until next time, take a deep breath. You've got this, Daddy. Show, show.